0: This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about Him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. So glad that uh, you're here tonight. This is my uh, 40th year as a pastor. I'm Pastor Bob Cassidy. This is my 17th year at Schweitzer, and this never gets old. Uh, This is wonderful. I can't imagine being anywhere but in church on Christmas Eve. And so it's my joy, it's my privilege, to share the good news of Jesus Christ with you tonight. I want to start out, oddly enough, by sharing with you the worst moment of this past year for me. I had just been to Bambino's, nice lunch with a friend. It was a beautiful September day. And I was pulling out the side street, turning right, going south on National, when I heard this thud on my bumper. And then I saw this bicycle wheel in my windshield. Well, not in it, just in front of it. And then, to the corner of my eye, I spotted this human form picking himself up off the pavement, and the awful reality hit me that I had hit a biker. I lowered my window. I yelled out, hey, man, are you all right? And he said, no, get out of the car. I looked up, and the back rearview mirror told me that uh, there was a big pickup truck behind me. And so I had no choice but to drive around the block. And as I'm driving around the block, I'm praying. I'm praying the prayer that's one of the best prayers you can ever pray. Help! God, help! Help! God, help this situation. Help this biker to be okay. Help me to do right in this situation. It's amazing the, the the million thoughts can race through your mind in just a moment in a crisis like that. And then the thought hits me: this guy is half my age, and he's in mighty fine shape. <laughs> Maybe it's okay if he limps just a little bit, you know? <laughs> no, but when I come to the scene, he's on a cell phone, he gets off the phone, I, I walk up to him, I say, man, I am sorry, I am so sorry, are you alright? And by this time, the adrenaline that naturally had just flooded his system is, is going down, and he assures me he's fine, and then he tells me, you need to be more careful. <laughs> this is not a bike-friendly town. And I agreed with him. And then as we're talking, we, we talk about the bicycle. It's, the back wheel's a little wobbly. I reach in my wallet. Rarely do I care hardly any money. Don't hit me up tonight. I, don't, I have nothing on me, really. But, but, but I had just been to the bank. I was going on a trip. I pulled out a 50. I gave it to him. He was grateful. And then we just began to see each other as human beings. I saw this young man, backpack on, obviously going to college, trying to make it in this world. And uh, he asked me if I'd been to Bambinos. And in that human exchange, God showed up in a powerful way. Uh, He said to me, be careful out there driving. And uh, I'll be more careful, too. And then he said something really remarkable to me. He said, I'm sorry that I added so much stress to your day. And I said, man, I'm sorry that I created this stress in your life. And so as we part company, uh, there's some thoughts that hit me as I drive out of that place. Number one, thank you God that this guy wasn't hurt. Number two, I am going to be more cautious in looking out after bikers and four bikers in this town. And number three, it gave me a really appreciation for how easily we can be injured and the weight that some people carry in this life because they accidentally hurt another human being. Now, I remember all the incidents and pretty much verbatim that conversation because I think God really did show up. I mean, it was a moment that's frozen in time. It changed me. It affected me. And it impressed upon me the importance of calling on God in our worst moments, in all moments, believing that God really does show up. And that God is available to us. And the good news that John tells us about in the gospel is, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we've seen His glory, the glory of the only Son of God. Full, full of grace and truth. And I love the way Gene Peterson adds in the message that the Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. And friends, that's my sense of what God wants to do, has always wanted to do, is move into our neighborhood. Jesus Christ, true God of true God, moved into the neighborhood, moved into this world, and he continues to want to move into this world. God has always wanted to be at the center of things. This is the way it was in the Garden of Paradise where God is in the midst of the garden. For Adam and Eve, it's the way the Bible ends, where God is in the midst of the garden on the throne of God. He pitches a tent in the wilderness to lead the Israelite people through. God has always wanted to be in our middle, in the midst. The question is, do we really want God to be in our neighborhood? Susan and I were watching the animal kingdom um last week and we came across a varmint Tasmanian devils I had never known that these creatures existed they used to exist in Australia if we could have that video running and they killed each other off they only exist now in Tasmania itself And because they're always tearing into each other and ripping into each other, the cancer and the toxicity that's in their system goes through every other animal they bite, and literally they are killing themselves off. And as we look at this image, I think about how that conversation could have gone with my biker friend and I. Or I think about how conversations often go in this world. Or I think about the reality that in this world, whether it's, an, uh, whether it's an Iraqi truck bombarding into France or Germany, whether it's a little boy down in Arkansas that's shot to death because of road rage, or because of our political process, or because of the way in which life seems to work so often. It seems to me that we need Jesus Christ to move into our neighborhood, to move into our homes. To move into our family life, to move into our community, to move into our nation, and to move into our world more than we have ever needed him before. And God is quite willing. God is quite willing to move into our neighborhood. And what it means is for me is that I have to do my own soul work. I have to stop looking at you, and I got to stop start looking into my soul and my spirit. And I really think Gandhi said it well years ago when he said that if you love peace, then hate injustice, hate tyranny, hate greed, but hate these things inside yourself, not in another. And so what I want to do is to invite all of us tonight as we celebrate the birth of Jesus is to do our soul work. God wants to move in our neighborhood. Jesus wants to move in, but just like in the gospel, you know what? Sometimes Jesus moved into some countries and places, and they asked him to leave town. Because Jesus messes with things. Jesus changes things. Sometimes I don't always want Jesus because Jesus is going to change me. I want Him when it's convenient for me. But, but He's quite willing to come and change things and bring His hope to the world. If you and I are willing The gospel says that from His fullness we have received grace upon grace. I love that. Grace upon grace. The law came through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And Eugene Peterson in the message says that we got the basics through Moses. You see, we need the basics. We need someone to lay down the law. We need to have a sense of rules and laws order we we need to know the sense of what's right and wrong we know and we need to know the Ten Commandments are still universally morally a staple for all people in all cultures in all times we need this but we also know that we need grace we need truth. We need it personified, and it comes to us magnificently and wonderfully, completely in Jesus Christ. And so as a church tonight, um, if you're not a part of a congregation actively, you're invited here. But but there's just really kind of two things I call us to. I believe that God is calling us here at Schweitzer in the coming year, to be a teaching church. To to learn about the faith and to live the faith. Learn about the faith and live the faith. Learn about the faith, be teachable, learn the word, learn the scripture, and live the faith Live the Scripture. Go deep with God and go wide with God. And so in those groups and in those classes that you have in your bulletin tonight, we have this understanding in this church that if someone is seeking to know Jesus or aren't sure about their faith, they can come to Alpha. They can come to this opportunity where they can bring their questions. They won't be judged. They don't have to believe anything but we wanna have a place for people to come with their skepticism and their questions as well as their seeking. Or if someone wants to get started in the Bible, then, but, but you don't know how because, frankly, most of us are biblically illiterate. We don't know how the book works. We don't understand it, that's, that's okay. We, we have a class designed just for getting started in the Bible. And if you're a woman, then there's an opportunity for us, for women, to be involved in women Bible studies. I was privileged to go to Europe this fall, to go to Turkey, to go to Greece, to go to Italy, to see the sights of the Apostle Paul. And it's an opportunity if you want to come and learn and grow through that class, you're welcome. And then for those of us who, you know, we've been Christians a long time and we just, we need to get deeper, we need to be challenged, then a small group is for us. So, I just want to call us, friends, let's get down to basics. Let's read the book. Let's involve ourselves. Let's grow as followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. And as we're growing and the Word gets inside of us, let's live out this Word. And so in our outreach ministries that's listed there, we are a church that is not about doing for people. We are a church that's about doing with people. And it's been my privilege to be the pastor here for 16 and a half years and the first 10 years were good. But since then it's been something special. Because what I think God is doing is I think Jesus has been moving in this church and moving in the neighborhood through us. And it started with the food pantry. And then it started with church at the center in a, in a, in a demographic that this community has got to reach out for. And it started then with Jobs for Life where people can learn how to get job skills and work. It increased through the ministries that we're doing in a variety of ways in Pittman School. We want to bless this elementary school just blocks from us. It it was added to through the neighborhood garden where we have plots of ground and neighbors come and be neighbors and grow plants and vegetables and relationships and a life-change plan where people can sit down with mentors and get relationships and skills Many of people coming out of addiction or prison and a coach house for women who are homeless and faith and finance to help people who are the working poor up to the middle class get up on their feet and to be able to make it in this world. And God is all over this. Jesus Christ is all over this because Jesus is moving in the neighborhood. And so I invite you I invite you tonight to live out your discipleship wherever you are and whoever you are. But if you're in this community and you're looking for a church, I invite you to get in the Word, get down into the basics. And I invite you to join the hundreds of people who are doing the faith in real tangible ways, bringing people the hope of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you the story of Rachel Collins. Rachel Collins is one of those persons that graduated with from Jobs for Life. And she's had her roadblocks. And she's had her obstacles. But she made it. And she's employed. And she's gone to Church of the Center. And she's gone and become involved in all the, some of these other different ministries because this is a very holistic approach to what we're doing here. And she came up to one of the pastors recently. She said, I want to be baptized the first day of the new year because I need a fresh start. And so Rachel, who's been making that fresh start all year long, is going to be baptized on January 1st, 2017. Friends, I don't know who you are tonight, necessarily. I know many of you. But we all need fresh starts. We all need new beginnings. If you're a person tonight that has kind of lost your way, I invite you to the prayer room following the service, and there'll be people that will pray with you. I invite anyone present who's never come to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior to go to the prayer room and to be able to receive this new life. And I invite all of us to look in your own life, in your own heart, in your own spirit, in the events and the circumstances of this past year, and consider how God is becoming flesh and wants to live and dwell richly and fully with you, how God wants to take you places that you never thought you could go, I want to invite you to step out and to move forward with God in this new year. In a moment, I'm going to invite you to receive the sacrament of Holy Communion. I'll ask my brothers, my pastors, Jim and Jason, to come. This is an invitation for all of us to receive Christ afresh tonight. We believe as United Methodists that this is a table that's open to everyone. Everyone that examines your heart tonight and wants to receive the gift of bread and cup, this is for you. We believe that the presence of Christ is real in these elements of bread and wine. And we believe that God's grace and his fullness is poured out for you, for everyone tonight. In a moment, you'll be invited up to come and directed by the ushers. You can receive the element by intention. If you prefer gluten-free, that's available at that table. But you're invited tonight in a time of worship, in the time of, of adoration of the Christ, in a time of opening yourself new to God. To let God become real to you tonight in these moments as we celebrate the birth of Jesus will you pray with me Lord we do not come to this your table trusting in our own righteousness in our own goodness our own mercies but in your mercy and your goodness and your great love we come kneeling as the shepherds did in the manger adoring the baby And we come kneeling before your cross grateful for the great sacrifice and as jesus took bread and broke it and gave it to his disciples years ago break the bread jesus and give us give us your body tonight help us to feed on you with faith and thanksgiving and as jesus took the cup and offered it to his disciples and said, this is the blood of the New Testament shed for the remission, the removal of sins. God, would you expunge our sin and would you cleanse us anew and afresh with your life? Would you come in a mighty, wonderful way and be with us tonight, your people? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. We invite the servers to come. You'll be directed to the Lord's table. Come and receive Christ.